your side. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Five after eleven on a Monday, fourteen sixty kicks and 106.3 FM. Uh, bottom of the hour. Well, we won't be the bottom of the hour. It'll be eleven thirty-five or thereabouts. Michael Swain, Cyclone Alert, twenty-four-seven Sports. Uh, we will uh, get back into Iowa State and Baylor. Look ahead to Kansas. Uh, I saw Jamie Pollard tweet out: "There's still fifteen hundred tickets available for that six o'clock kick before they head into their bye uh, the following week." Let's get Bama in here. Bama Bob. You can follow him on Twitter at Bama Bob. You can hear him right now here with us. Hello, buddy. How are you? Oh, great, Kenny. What a weekend, huh? It was unbelievable, Bama. And we are going to, at least it sure feels like this, we're going to have some unpredictability. We already have. But once we get mm-hmm. to that uh, playoff announcement, we uh, certainly looks as though we're trending towards new blood because I don't see any way in hell Clemson's going to be a part of it. Nope. I'm not sure the Big 12's going to have a dance or a seat at the table when the music stops. Uh, Ohio State looks as though they, mm, Penn State might be the best team in the Big Ten. I think we're looking at new blood, Bama, is where I'm going. Yeah, I agree. I think um, I think Alabama and Georgia are both going to make it. Head and shoulders um, above anybody else. Now, listen, Alabama has a big test this week with Ole Miss coming in, and then they have to go to A&M, who we'll get into that, I assume, mm-hmm. uh, here at some pretty soon. Uh, Georgia might be the best team in the country right now. Now, you can't take a lot out of just a pasting of Vanderbilt, and now you kind of have to start asking, you know, <laughs> how good was that win over Clemson? I mean, it sounds crazy, but this is what we do. When we, you know, we look at the week one showdown, we think, wow, look, they, they've got the best win. Well, now it's, it is it is apparent the ACC is wide open right now, both divisions. That conference is up mm-hmm. for grabs in terms of conference champion, but I think you're right. I think they're, I don't see a team – running any kind of table in that division in that conference so uh we are going to have new blood and i think it's good and look if alabama slips up to texas a&m then that'll be new blood a&m will be new blood so i mean it'll to me it's really going to be interesting because i think the sec is stronger this year than it has been it's it's rightly so taking some heat in the past um or the past few years for really not being depth all the way down through but you're seeing a lot of new teams in that conference arkansas teams like that that are kind of stepping up uh i think it's going to be interesting if the sec gets two and it and it might because everybody else like you said big 12 acc are they going to have a seat i don't know but uh it's going to be fun and this is what this is what you want and for all the talk about expanding it you know do we really need it mm-hmm. i don't know but uh it'll it'll be it'll be interesting you know we hear last week with the the proposal of the twelve team playoff maybe taken off here for a while, but there's a real scenario where three SEC teams could get in to this year's college football playoff. It is yeah. not a huge stretch, and if that happens, all that clambering and <laughs> oh, wow. yeah, we're going to really yeah. stick it to the SEC here. That's going to completely flip once again and go back the other way. Mm-hmm. So, kind of careful what you wish for here for the other conferences. With that, Bama, Arkansas. That performance, that defense, the job that Pittman has done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They've recruited at a decent level, but compared to the rest of their brethren in the West, it's certainly not great. How does this happen? How does a guy that was 
at times laughed at as a hire. He was. Do this in that job. Well, and that's the thing. You mentioned laughed at. He, 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 laughed at would have probably been an upgrade. It was just who the hell cares? <laughs> right. Who, yeah. who cares about Arkansas? Who cares about Sam Pittman? Mm-hmm. They're going to be irrelevant. They're always going to be irrelevant. You know, they can't recruit. They can't compete with A&M and Alabama and Auburn and LSU and all that kind of thing. And and what he's done is he's basically gone out and he <laughs> he found him. He's got him a quarterback, Ken, and we all know how important that is. Um, but he has just gone about a system of we are listen. We're not going to be able to out athlete everybody we play if that's the term. But you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you know, A and M, Alabama, LSU. They're always going to finish higher in the recruiting rankings. They're going after a specific type of player that fits what they want to do, and they figured out that really the only way we're going to be able to compete is just to be bigger and more physical, generally at the point of attack. That's it. we got to protect our quarterback, and we got to get after theirs. And it sounds so simple, but that is really how – that's their formula, and that's how he's recruited, and that's what they bought into, and the administration has bought into it, and they are just going to run at you and try to be more physical – shorten the game, all those type of things, and that's how you're going to win at Arkansas, and that's how he's winning at Arkansas. And I give he has got to be in the running for National Coach of the Year. I know what Saban and Smart and everything they do, and, and they kind of are underappreciated maybe a little bit, but what that guy is doing right now, and there's a long way to go. I mean, they still got a lot of tough games starting this week. Jeez. They have Georgia yep. you know, this week, and how who would have thought that? was going to be a top 10 matchup, <laughs> you know, when when the season started. You know, maybe one of them, but not both. But uh, I just give him a ton of credit, and he just ignored all the noise and said, fine, mock me if you want to. They hired him because he would take the job, and he was cheap, and now look what he's done. And I just I love watching that style of football. I know a lot of people, and look, 55 to 40 is fun, uh, and it can be fun depending on but I like it when when there's still some physicality in the game and that's how they are just they're just lining up and saying here's what we're going to do and if you can stop us great if you can't we're going to just maul you and that's they've been able to do that so far this year yeah. Texas and the Texas A&M how about those two scalps for Arkansas within a three-week period. I love the Sam Pittman story, Bama. I'm rooting for the guy. I, I hope they they play. You have to. You hope that it's a close game this week. Game day waited uh, to make their decision where they were going this week until they saw what Arkansas. They said it during uh, oh during Saturday morning show. We're not going to announce game. They didn't say it like this, but uh, uh, right. ramifications on A and M Arkansas was how they put it. And Arkansas takes care of business, and off they go to Georgia, where the game day crew will be waiting. Uh, just real quickly, since we're in the SEC, let's wrap it up. I, I loved watching the Kentucky game. They're a good football team. They fumbled the ball way too much uh, for them to be a threat. I think at this point, let's go to Florida, Bama. Uh, Florida, they look good. They look yeah. good. I mean, Georgia, Florida is going to be, gee, buckle up. It is, and I don't know that. Listen, this I thought this was a really nice win coming off of what was. Let's let's face it. I mean, it had to be a little bit of a discouraging loss for them to Alabama. They were they were in that game. Yes, they make that two point conversion. Can you know? Are we going to overtime or you know what's going to happen? You know, it, it doesn't guarantee a win obviously but they were in that game and they had Alabama on the ropes and, and you know listen one play to 
you know, and who knows where we are right now. But I thought that was a really nice bounce back, not letting one loss. The old expression, you know, don't let losing one game cost you another one. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that Dan Mullen had a really good plan. He he had you know he had him up for the game. Um, listen, Emory Jones is is really, you know, kind of he he is for all the the heat that he took in the first couple of weeks. He's really come out and establish himself against two pretty good, you know, one really good opponent, obviously, maybe the best opponent, and then a Tennessee team that is just, I mean, they're floundering. I mean, they, I don't know if Heifel can get it done. He's like the, what, the fourth or fifth coach <laughs> yeah. that they really had a good one with for one year with Lane Kiffin back in 04, 05, whenever that was, 08. I can't remember what year, but uh, that's a that's a program that's just kind of drifting, but good win for them. Good win. The LSU Mississippi State was a was a fun game. Close, Auburn, yeah. You know, good lord. I was, you know, I had full disclosure. I had to go to a wedding Saturday night, and it was for a couple of Auburn grads, and they were cheering when they scored at the end to beat Georgia State. <laughs> and how you do that, I don't know. That that team, Brian Harson's already fired a coach. He fired his receivers coach today. Uh, the guy that he hired, you know, back in January. So. That's a program I don't really think it's going anywhere. I think we've probably seen the last of Bo Nix. I think mm-hmm. uh, T.J. Finley, I think he's just going to ride him this year. He gives him a better chance to win and run in that, run what he wants in that system. Um, Alabama did what they needed to, and Ole Miss was on a bye week, and all of a sudden now here they come fresh into Tuscaloosa as a 20-point underdog, which Crazy. I do not understand uh, at all. But or at least that's the opening line I saw. But um, it's it's – the the two heavyweights at the top, and Arkansas and Florida are kind of three and four. And I didn't think you'd say that. I still don't know where LSU is. I think they're kind of in that. I think mix, they're behind Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. I think so too. Uh, yeah, you're right. So there's three: Alabama, you know, Florida, Arkansas, Ole Miss are kind of the ones that are trying to unseat the top two. I think, and then A and M and uh, LSU maybe a little step behind those. Yep. Who would have thought? But Top to bottom, it's a pretty good conference this year. It's it's really it's kind of bad at the bottom, but one through seven, eight is pretty good. Let's get to the ACC, Trent. Uh, I thought the best game of the week was Wake Forest, who was really on to, <laughs> off to a good start. They were a dog in that game. Um, Virginia was giving them points. They outright beat them. wasn't even close. Syracuse beating Liberty the way that they did was entertaining as hell. My sneaky good game from Friday. That was your sneaky good game. North Carolina. All of a sudden, Georgia Tech is getting up off the mat. I don't think there's a playoff team in the group, but at least there was some good uh, some fun with the, I mean, Pittsburgh hammered New Hampshire. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just, whoosh. So your undefeated left are Boston College and Wake Forest, just like we and, had it. And Boston College gets how many points from Clemson this week? 14? Yeah, that seemed odd, to That's, say the least. And, now, and Clemson's on the road? BC without Jurcevic, different team. And they got it done against Missouri. That was a weird game, though. I, I kept an eye on that one. Saw the bomb of a kick from Mavis's Older brother. Oh, I or did little see brother. that. Is yeah, that yeah, yeah. I did see that. The Iowa State yeah. kicker. But saw so a little bit of that game. They're pretty limited, though, offensively. That thing might be destined for uh, an ugly fest with Clemson coming up this week. But Dave Clawson, how this guy has done it at Wake mm. Forest. Another guy. Yeah. I. You're kind of looking around. You're looking at the future. You're looking at names. Clawson, he won Bowling Green. We saw their ineptitude until Saturday, how bad that program is. He won there. Now he's winning here. This is a guy. He's at an ACC program, but you're looking for a step up. 
look over at the Demon Deacons. Uh, your thoughts on the ACC, Bama? Or, of course, NC State picking off Clemson. Clemson mm-hmm. looks as though they're cooked. Uh, anything from the ACC otherwise? Yeah, I mean, the two favorites that we thought at the beginning of the year, Clemson, North Carolina, they're done. Yeah. I mean, in terms of national playoff, I mean, they're, they, look, they could still win. Like, like we said, that conference is, I think is wide open right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been very top heavy for a number of years with Clemson. Um, it's always been about, okay, who's going to lose the ACC championship game to them? Uh, I think I'm right now they might not make it there. I mean, I think talk about new blood. I mean, it, it, it could, that conference is as wide open as any. I think in the country, um, not much to take. You know, Miami. You mentioned Pittsburgh, kind of rollover teams. Florida State guys. I mean, they were. Ugh, I mean, and how they were they were getting a point or given a point, and, and that's another one that I kind of jumped on. Um, you, you mentioned Wake Forest again. I mean, that's a team I, I really like them. I think we were giving our dogs out Friday. That was the one of them that I mentioned. I I really like them at Virginia. I, who can figure out Virginia? But yeah. um, you know, coming off that win over Florida State, man, they just validated it. Uh, to use a golf term, I mean, they um, they might be they might be the best team in the conference. I really, I really, but again, who who really knows? But I think it's a lot of fun uh, for a conference that for what five or six years has just been dominated by one team, and all the fan bases knew it. Um, Really, ever since that one game where it was Clemson, Florida State at night, and you know they come charging down the hill, and I think they ran them. I don't know what it was, forty-one to seven or whatever that score wound up being. Ever since then, you go back to Deshaun Watson and, of course, Lawrence. I mean, nobody in that conference has really had a hope. Um, a couple have come close to maybe knocking them off uh, in a couple of games, but but really nobody's even Lamar Jackson in Louisville uh, didn't have a whole lot of hope against. Clemson and it's wide open now. So Indeed. good. That's good for that fan base and good for NC State. NC State, Wake Forest are the two stories in that conference. No doubt about it. Charging down the hill, what an entrance! Mm-hmm. Big Twelve. Who's the yeah. Trent? Um, I mean, Oklahoma. I guess is the answer. Mm-hmm. Is, is this? They are still the team to beat. Yeah, they're good defensively. They don't look unbeatable by any no, means. No, no, no. This conference is better top to bottom than it was a year yeah. ago. That's a piece of it too. But mm-hmm. starting with Kansas State this week, it. The Spencer Rattler. How many evaluators they were, were this? Bo- they were calling for his backup. They were. How many evaluators? How can you be this far off with a guy? Remember, he was benched last year against Texas. And yet, all of a sudden, he's the heir apparent to the number one draft yep. pick this year. Yep. yep. Certainly not looking nope. like it right now. Nope. Um, big, biggest win on the, on the week. Was it Oklahoma State over K-State? I think Texas. The way that they, they did it. Yeah. Is Texas the best team in this conference? Oh boy, they, they, this Bajon Robinson is, le, is yes. legit, is he not? Um, they, they might be. They might be. They I might mean, they be. lost Arkansas. Well, Arkansas right that, now is number three in my poll. Uh, the shootouts in two weeks. It's yes. not this week, yeah, right? It's right. not this yeah. week. Bama, who is the best team in the Big Twelve? Is it still Oklahoma? I don't think so. I think I think Trent's right. I think it's Texas. I mean, you know, look, they, the game against Arkansas, you're right. That that game's not looking so bad right now because mm-hmm. of what Arkansas has, has been doing. And and again, we'll we'll see. We'll evaluate Arkansas this week. If they go into Athens and you know lose forty one to ten, then okay, then we got to start looking at, at other things. But right now, that win looks pretty good. I I think Oklahoma State. I would love to see Kansas State at full strength, but that's a good win for them. Um, 
really bad loss for Iowa State. No. Iowa State probably the most disappointing team in that conference this year. They have one of the yeah, most in the country. They've already yeah, top I, seven. They're already out of the top twenty-five. Three weeks, boom. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I hate to say it because of the audience, but it's just, it's just a fact. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and were they overrated? I, yes. I don't know because coming off of last year, you kind of had to look at it, and they had everybody back, mm-hmm. and I, I can't, and they got a great coach. I just can't figure out what's happened to them. But that's a, a really bad loss um, at Baylor. Uh, Although Baylor's I'm, I'm got with, some athletes, yes, they but do. Baylor's they got do some have athletes. athletes yeah. and they, they've got speed, and they're a pain to play against. I mean, they they they're back to that point where you know they they've just got speed all over the field, and if you can't contain it, they're going to gas you. And 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 we saw that this week. I mean, you know, Brees Hall runs for 190 yards and two touchdowns, and you lose the game. I mean, that that's generally Iowa State's formula. Uh, Chase Allen had a big game. Purdy was okay. Um, and they, they is just their defense. You could, you just you couldn't stop them. But in the first uh, I'm, half, I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm with Trent on Rattler. I just I don't. I mean, talk about a whiff. Yeah. I, I mean, and maybe it'll maybe it'll work out. Maybe everybody got excited because of the name and all this kind of thing. And hmm. uh, you know, I I don't know, but it was just he he just he he has not improved under Lincoln Riley like I thought he would. And maybe I don't know that this is his ceiling. Probably not. But um, I just think that I, I'm surprised. I'm really surprised that they are struggling so much on offense. Their defense is legit. Uh, and I listen, it's probably going to come. We're probably going to see Oklahoma, Texas twice this year. Uh, Oklahoma State may have something to say about that uh, because, you know, they're, they're undefeated in the conference. And they, obviously it's a round robin in that conference. But I would not be surprised to see Oklahoma, Texas play twice. Who's the best right now? Not sure. We'll probably find out in a couple weeks. TCU. The only time they show any resistance is when they plant the flag at their 50-yard line. <laughs> really? At the end of the game? Yeah. <laughs> One of the greatest rivalries in sport played for the iron skillet there. <sighs> Patterson's defense, yuck. Yeah. They gave up 600 yards of offense, and they had three interceptions and still gave up 595 against SMU. <sighs> Brutal. Let's go to the Big Ten, fellas. Um, Trent, your takeaway on the Big Ten this week would be what? Notre Dame or Wisconsin falling the way that they did? Michigan State? Where are you? The West is awful. Yeah, Big Twelve fans, one, you're looking for Purdue one. Your ammo one. that division stinks mm-hmm. and really stinks offensively. Who's the best quarterback in the Big Ten? Oh West? my God, is, is it Martinez? Big, yes, the answer is yes. Adrian Martinez. Who's second? Whoever's oh, healthy for Purdue. <laughs> no, it's, it's Spencer not Pe- Petras. No, he took a step forward. Oh, okay. Look, this is a, this isn't. We're not talking about. <laughs> this isn't a sixteen hundred right. meter race here. This this is a one hundred. I would take Martinez, Petrus. I don't know what. Tagovailoa right might be in the mix, guys. Yeah, but well, he's in the in west. The east, in the yeah. west, though. Oh, you're telling the east. Okay, yeah. okay. Uh, Tanner, no, no, he was awful. Um. They get the ball twice inside of three Graham minutes. He Mertz. throws a pick on the first time. It's yeah. not Graham Mertz. Martinez, Petrus, Plummer. There's my list. All right, there's your list. Abami, your thoughts on the Big Ten? Yeah, that's, a, that's a bad list. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, um, yeah, I, I, look, Wisconsin just, that game got away from them late, but that surprised me. I, although I, I would, I did I did pick Notre Dame in the points. I thought that, I, I thought Wisconsin might win the game. Off of what Penn, what they did against Penn State, I don't know. Iowa I was kind of surprised to see them struggle with Iowa State. I mean, or Colorado State. I'm sorry. Um, that 
that kind of surprised me. That's that's one of those kind of runover games that that you really kind of need. If you're if you're a top five team, you should really just run that team over. And I didn't see that. Penn State, I don't know what you they struggled a little bit with Villanova. Yeah, can't take um, anything. Yeah, I, I don't. You know, Michigan Rutgers. Rutgers is Chiano has got that team playing mm-hmm. really hard, mm-hmm. and really really well right now. Um, you mentioned Nebraska. I mean, there we talked about it Friday that no bowl game for them, and then the I think the injuries are finally catching up with with you know PJ Fleck and and Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, that's a bad loss, obviously, to a MAC team favored by home, thirty. But, yeah, favored by thirty, and you lose. But uh, you know, the Trent had a sneaky good game, right? And that was a very good game, Indiana Western Kentucky. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know who the best team in, in that conference is. I, I, I think it's Penn State. Those. It could be. Uh, I'm still. I think Michigan still. And again, I want to see them. We'll, we'll know a little bit more this week because you know they play Wisconsin, who I, I know they're limited and everything. And that game all of a sudden has has lost a little luster. But mm-hmm. I'm not buying in on Michigan, and I'm not writing them off either. Going, oh well, this is just because I think Rutgers is better than what I agree with you. And, and I really they're. They're not quite the Arkansas of the Big Ten yet, and but that guy knows what mm-hmm. he's doing. He's done it before. He knows how to coach. It's the same thing. They play a certain style, and this is how we're going to do it. It's the only way we can do it, and the players buy in. And that was they played a really good game at Michigan. And I know I've seen a lot of stuff. Oh, we're the same old Michigan again. You look, they only squeaked out a seven point win over Rutgers. Well. I think that team's better than what people think. I still think talent wise on the field, just skill wise, Ohio, Ohio State, State, yes. Has has by far the most talent. I just don't know if they can put the defense together and you can't take anything from Akron because they're one of the worst teams in in FBS, but if they can get that defense sorted and and put together and give Stroud a little bit of time or whoever's gonna play quarterback for them. Um it's going to be interesting, you know, who who winds up. Are they going to be able to settle on one guy? I guess is the thing. Henderson looks like he might be the real thing uh, at running back, but uh, they have the most talent. I don't know if they're the best team. Their defense still, is I, questionable. It is. They they and I I still think they they've got time to to get it figured out though, Kim, because because they're young. The schedule, they're young. I mean, all of a sudden now they've got to go to Rutgers. I know it. I mean, that's not a gimme. And then, they, you know, Maryland, we just talked about Tagovailoa. I I thought they would just kind of cruise going into that Penn State game on October 30th. But now, all of a sudden, Rutgers and Maryland, those could be tests for them. Maryland will throw the ball against the Buckeyes. That's uh, in, in, a week, in a week. Absolutely will. And I just I didn't think there was any chance that, that they would really, after that Oregon loss, I thought, well, you know, they got about six weeks to get right before they, they get that Penn State game. They better be paying attention this week when they go to Rutgers because that is not going to be a fun trip. And then, like you mentioned, Tagovailoa can throw it. If, if they give him time, he can pick that defense apart. Indeed. Fellas, we got two minutes. Trent, we'll start with you. Pac-12, we, we saw a few of those games. We missed a lot because they were on the Pac-12 network. But uh, not, a, not a bad weekend in the Pac-12. USC getting beat the way they did. I mean, the Beavers just slapped them around for crying out loud. Uh, you take... fire an interim coach after two weeks? <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh my God. The bottom of the conference oh. is really bad. Maybe the middle, too. Oregon, I don't know if they can afford a loss. No. If this conference continues no. to be as brutal as it is, I don't think and they it's can. the wrong loss, 
either losing in the championship game, mm-hmm. that would be a problem mm-hmm. here. They don't have to be perfect, but they might have to be perfect. I, yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a good point. Oregon right now is in the playoff, I think. Oh, yeah. But where there's a mile to go. Bama, your thoughts on the on the uh, Pac-12? Oregon State, I mean, mm-hmm. listen, that if I have a nighttime guilty pleasure, it probably doesn't sound <laughs> right, but, yeah. you know, my other uh, team that I like to watch when they're on late night, if they're not on the Pac-12 network, is Oregon State. It has been for a while. Kind of goes back to that upset they had when Reggie Bush was at USC in, in Corvallis. But Was Mike Riley there then? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And listen, this was no fluke. I watched a, a, a lot of this game, and this this was not competitive, guys. They did whatever they wanted to do against USC. And <clears throat> USC better get the next guy right, or they're going to wind up be Florida State, Yeesh. I think, because, you know, it's been bad for a while there, and it's not getting any better. Uh, the The good thing is I don't know that there's really any team in that conference that's you know, that can compete with them brand-wise, but they, they better get the next guy right. It's not going to be Urban Meyer, even though he'd probably take it if you offered it to him today. Uh, he's not having any fun in Jacksonville. But uh, I still think Oregon is the best team. I think they're a playoff team. I don't know if they have to be perfect, Trent. I really don't because if they if they can – if they have a loss but they can win the Pac-12 with one loss, I still think that win over Ohio State is going to carry some weight at the end of the year. Fair point. Mm-hmm. Um, Fair point. But – and I think all it would do is – I think what it could come down to is do we really, and you hit on it, do we want a third SEC team or do we want to throw somebody in from the Pac-12? I think the Pac-12 would prevail. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I don't think anybody wants the no. SEC team. Except for I you think, and I. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's that's true. But they're, they're in the playoff right now. Um, for, for me, it's, you know, Alabama, Georgia, Oregon. I don't know who's fourth. I mean, Iowa until this weekend maybe. Um, well, no Penn, know, Penn State but... next week. We'll, we'll watch that game. Guys, we got to go. We're past 11.30, for crying out yep. loud. Bam, I, I don't know if you had a chance to watch this. I don't want you to have a comment because we're way late. But this piece that the SEC Network put out and some of the voices of, of football in the 70s, 60s, 70s, oh, and yeah. 80s in the SEC, I went down that rabbit hole a little bit yesterday. My God, it's good. I loved where I grew up. But if I could have chosen any other place, yeah. I think I'd have been in the South for footballs on Saturday. So some of the all-timers oh, my, and guys like yes. that. Lindsey Nelson. Lindsey Nelson used to call Tennessee football. Oh, my goodness. It was, it's a fascinating watch. I'm glad that I did. Uh, and yep. I wish it would have came out in May so we would have talked about it then. But we're way late. We're past time. We'll talk yep. to you on Friday. We'll hold a whole bunch more games to preview. Thank you, Bama. Appreciate it. Always can. Look forward to it. See you, bud. Good to talk to you, Bama. Bob, Trent and I talking college football on a national basis. At Bama Bob on Twitter, Michael Swain, 24-7 Sports, CycleAlert.com next, 1460 KXNO, 106- Sports Station, KXNO. It's been a great start to the NFL season, and it's only getting better. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. DraftKings kicking off another week of action by giving all new customers a can't-miss offer. If you didn't take advantage last week, it's still available this week. Just bet a dollar on any college football game, newbies, and you'll receive $150 in free bets 
instantly, no matter what. And for all you returning customers, they got you covered as well with DraftKings Same Game Parlays. Same Game Parlays allow you to combine multiple bets for a bigger payout. This week, place a Same Game Parlay on any NFL game, and you'll be credited up to $25, even if your bet loses. Safe, secure, and reliable. That's DraftKings. And the best part is you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code KXNO to receive your $150 in free bets instantly when you place a $1 bet on any football game. Again, KXNO is the promo code to get $150 in free bets. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You must be 21. Iowa only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? 1-800-BETS-OFF. Guys, are you looking for an excuse to watch football all weekend long? Then schedule your vasectomy with the Urology Center of Iowa. The Urology Center of Iowa offers nitrous during your vasectomy, cutting-edge technology to help you relax during your procedure. Make the call to 515-400-3550. That's 400-3550 or online at iowauro.com. Vasectomies with the Urology Center of Iowa. And tell them you heard it on KXNO. Maybe you're thinking about franchising your business or purchasing a franchise. There's an experienced and trustworthy franchise lawyer right in your backyard. Don't waste your time or money searching for a lawyer out of state when Rush Niggett is here and ready to help your business. Hi, I'm Rush. I've specialized in business and franchise law for the past 25 years. I don't just want to be your lawyer. I want your business to succeed as much as you do. Your business needs Rush. Visit his award winning blog at rushonbusiness.com. It's good to have Rush on your side. High school sports fans, having trouble finding apparel that properly highlights your fandom and school spirit? Then you should check out the Norwalk Shop, located in Norwalk, Iowa. We've been in business for over five years, supporting high schools and small businesses across the state of Iowa with affordable custom apparel. Have a small job that requires embroidery? We can do that too, and cheaper than anyone in the area with just a $12 setup fee. Check us out on Facebook or stop into 810 Main Street, Norwalk, and let us know how we can help you out. The Norwalk Shop. minutes before the hour of 12 mr monday night still to come baseball headed back to la belle provence yeah what's that all about my tampa bay and montreal split season remember there was talk about that a few mm-hmm. years ago apparently it's back on track something to watch anyways uh let's get uh michael swain in here 24 7 sports cyclone alert.com hello michael swain trenton ken thanks for coming on how are you Doing well, doing well. Thank you guys again for having me. No, appreciate you coming on. Well, uh, look, Baylor had more athletes than I think that a lot of folks were expecting. Uh, Bohannon, that quarterback, can really run around and make plays. We knew Snead was good. I just don't know what to make of this Iowa State team. I really don't. All those expectations, uh, September finishes up 2-2. Two and two. Um, Look, there's still stuff to play for, I guess. I just don't get the sense uh, that this Iowa State team is going to be able to pick themselves back up and find a way to get to Jerry World on that first Saturday in December. This doesn't feel like one of the two best teams in the Big 12 to me. How about you? Um, I think it maybe depends. I think the thing that's in Iowa State's favor right now is the Big 12 as a whole looks just like a big cluster of one kind of group and then Kansas at the bottom. Fair point. Um, you know, Oklahoma didn't look good against West Virginia. You know, Kansas State looked good for one week then got kind of smacked by Oklahoma State. So I think in general, like, Iowa State needs to get itself back on track first and foremost. But as for the Big 12 title game, I do still think that's something that can happen. But 
for Iowa State, it's special teams are the big thing that have to get cleaned up because you look at the two losses so far, right? It's Iowa. You know, Iowa's punter has an incredible game, but Iowa State on special teams doesn't have the best game. And then against Baylor, you know, the two punts from Corey Dunn that really set up drives for Baylor really hindered Iowa State. And then, of course, it's kind of the untimely turnovers and, you know, turnovers in general are kind of fluky, but those have not been on Iowa State's side so far this season. So you mentioned special teams. They don't have a dedicated coach. I don't know the numbers, how many are, but is that time to be reevaluated? Do you think Matt Campbell, if the season continues down this path and special teams continues to be a problem, is he going to reevaluate having a full-time special teams coach? I'm not necessarily sure on that because I know Iowa State has an analyst or two that work kind of specifically with the special teams unit, and then they have some of the assistant coaches as well that are on the sideline kind of help with the special teams aspect of things. And I know that getting a quote-unquote special teams coordinator is something that other programs have. They have position coaches that are kind of dedicated to it, but it seems like Iowa State is more of a, a group approach to the special teams unit so far, which I think you can – it's fair to say you look at last season and then the start of this season – it's definitely been one of the weaknesses of the team. No doubt about it. Uh, so let's go to the two-point conversion. Matt Campbell afterwards, the press conference too, this was not a normal Matt Campbell presser after a loss. He was a little short, a little snippy uh, with the uh, the questions that were asked his way. Uh, but Brock Purdy, or whoever the quarterback is, is always in the shotgun. He's never under center or very infrequently under center. Of course, the uh, the snap is messed up. Brock Purdy's knees on the ground. Uh, it would have been worse had they made the two-point conversion only to have it taken away by replay because it would have been. Matt Brock Purdy's knee was on the ground. Why did he go under center, and why did Campbell have such difficulty answering that question? As for the question of why they went under center, not totally 100% sure. It sounds like they wanted to do a play-action play, really use Brees Hall as a fake, um, come out of that and try and get something open in the end zone, and clearly it didn't work. Um, Iowa State's gone under center at times this season, but it was a little head-scratching for me watching it happen live because throughout the game, Iowa State is in shotgun. They had a lot of success running the ball out of shotgun, play-action out of shotgun. The offense was okay on Saturday, but to all of a sudden go and change it up when you've not been doing it like that was definitely head-scratching. And I think Matt Campbell was maybe, not to speak for him, but maybe he was a little frustrated after the game that it didn't work. Because when you do something different like that and it doesn't pay off, then the questions are going to come. And I think that his response of who's going to judge us and all of this stuff, I think the people that will judge is people on the outside. But I think from Campbell's perspective, it's they made the decision and they've got to live with kind of the consequences of what they decided to do. It's another slow start to the season, but it's also... It was another slow start on Saturday for the first half. Now, Haycock makes as good of adjustments Jeez, as anybody in college unreal. football defensively, but it takes a while for this team to get ramped up. What can be done to combat that? What What's the elixir to get them to come out of the locker room to start the football game and actually play well? Yeah, I thought it was really odd to see the Iowa State defense to start on the defensive side of the ball, to see them kind of get run over like they did. I thought Baylor really kind of just attacked one side of the field with uh, Anthony Johnson, Jake Hummel, Zach Peterson, Greg Eisworth. They really went after that side of the, the field, and they'd had a lot of success on first down. And then second half, Iowa State really you know, shuts up shop on first down. They're able to force Baylor into some more second and third and longs. Now, for the offense, I mean, they go and they score on the first drive of the game, look really good. Bruce Hall looked awesome on Saturday. And then after that, things kind of just – 
didn't work. And whether it's kind of specific one-off instances or one-off plays of like a drop pass that happened once or just missed throws from Brock Purdy, which happened as well, um, I think just in general it's almost cohesion it feels like sometimes with the offense where it gets off to a good start, but then it can't maintain that momentum for whatever reason. And it seemed like on, on Saturday it was just a myriad of things. It's Baylor getting pressure on a few downs, and all of a sudden Brock Purdy missing one throw, Brees Hall getting tackled in the backfield, and then that stalls a drive. So mm-hmm. I, Iowa State so far this season has not really been able to overcome some of those things that can stall a drive, the tackles for loss, the pressures, the missed throws. And I think that's one of the big things if you're looking long-term is they've got to be able to kind of overcome those little bits of adversity kind of throughout drives to be able to sustain it because that's just been a problem all season. Indeed. 30 seconds left, though. What do you want to see against Kansas? Clean things up going into the bye? Kind of a, a similar game to UNLV? Maybe have them get build a little confidence going into the bye week? Yeah, definitely. Get more receivers involved. That yeah. was a big thing. Jesus. Xavier Hutchinson in the second half is the only guy that caught a pass. Um, great to see Chase Allen get involved, but they need more receivers getting involved no, long-term. No doubt about it. Thank you, Michael Swain. Appreciate it. Yep, thank you, guys. Good to talk to you, Michael Swain, 247sportscyclonealert.com. Mr. Monday next, Miller and Condon, 1460 KX and 0-1-0. Joined once again by Dr. Kelsey Sawatsky, Elite Eye Care, University Avenue in West Des Moines. I'm a contact wear, but there's always some nuisances that come up. Tell us about some of the new things that you guys have at Elite Eye Care. One of the biggest things that we're doing is myopia control. So that's slowing down the progression of the eyes changing through daily disposable contact and then through the contacts that you can sleep in at night. Then you have nothing to worry about during the day. It's awesome. It's Elite Eye Care on University Avenue in West Des Moines and a new location, Dr. Swatsky. In Ankeny now, we're seeing patients. The name of that practice is FIB.com. Trent Condon here to tell you about Renestate, the new revenue rocket ship. Putting your home up for rent, not for sale. But why would you do that in a seller's market? Just do the math. Selling a home will catch you some cash once, while renting a home keeps that cash coming month after month after month. And because there are always renters, but not always buyers, Renestate is foolproof, recession-proof, and retirement plan positive. What's not to love? The hassles of being a landlord? For one monthly flat rate, Renters Warehouse will take away the tedious tasks. Tend to your tenants, answer the 3 a.m. calls, market your property, and collect the rent. Make the savvy, long-game paradigm shift and choose Renestate with Renters Warehouse. Get your free rental price analysis today. Go to renterswarehouse.com or call 515-528-4429. 515-528-4429. Because you can't buy happiness.